it's hugely important to shoppers and I think especially parents. And I think transparency really benefits a brand like ours that has nothing to hide when it comes to quality, when it comes to our commitment to the environment, when it comes to supporting parents and kids for the duration of childhood. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. As a parent, I am all about finding high quality items that are also accessible and maybe even good for the planet. And I know I'm not alone in that. So I'm scouring the web, going into social media, seeing what brands are out there, and most of all, what my friends and peers recommend. And it seems like I can't have a conversation like that without hearing the brand Hannah Anderson. That's why I'm super excited to share today's episode with you. I am speaking with Chief Brand Officer of Hannah Anderson, Kelly Canfield. Now, Kelly has a rich background in communications with various retail brands, and now she is driving the efforts to make Hannah Anderson truly a household name. How she's doing that? Well, simply staying true to what the brand is all about. So we dig into what that is, whether it's quality, sustainability, value in product, or community. There are so many layers to this conversation around the needs and behaviors of modern parents. And I think even if you're not in this category of product, you'll be able to distill some great takeaways around targeting your messages for different personas to staying true to what really makes your brand different and valuable. Listen in and enjoy. Callie, thanks so much for being on the show. I am so excited to have you on today. Thanks for having me, Alicia. I'm happy to be here. The, the big reason why I'm excited to have you on is because you work for Hannah Anderson, and it's a brand that I know very well, that my fellow mom friends know very well, and you have a big role there. You are chief brand officer. To that end, I think a great way to start our conversation is to kind of provide a high-level overview of the qualities of the Hannah Anderson brand and I guess why people like myself are so loyal to it. Like, how would you distill that for the folks listening? Sure. I love this question. And it's a very easy one for me to answer because it's also the reason I took this job. Like you, Alicia, I'm a mom and I've loved Hannah Anderson since my kids were born, actually, probably even before that. And I think one of the core reasons I love it is because it's such a trusted brand. This was the really the original organic kids clothing brand. We were founded in the 1980s. And ever since then, we've relied on the safest fabrics. This has been kind of at the core of the Hannah Anderson brand. And that's really continued. Our quality and our commitment to safety and in our products has never wavered. You might have seen some of the news this year on some of the most popular and known activewear brands containing things like PFAS or Forever Chemicals. And there were kids brands on that list. 
And I think as a mom, it's horrifying to think that clothing made for kids can have toxic chemicals in them. And that that's something that you have to worry about on top of everything else. And I think that's kind of core at the differentiators for us at Han Anderson. That's just not something that you have to think about when shopping our brand because we're so trusted and our heritage has really remained true over time. Yeah, it's definitely a big issue, I think, across the retail industry, but especially so for this particular category. So you mentioned that you loved the brand as a mom before you joined the business, and that was a big indicator or benefit for joining the business to begin with. But I'm curious, as you've spent time in the role and as you've gotten integrated and acclimated to the business, I mean, what else do you love about being part of the organization? I mean, I'm sure the values are a big part of it, but there's the people, there's the culture. I mean, how does it all kind of come together and shine through for you? Because ultimately you're shepherding and driving this brand, right? So how do all of those dots connect for you? How does that drive you as an individual that's part of this much larger organization? Well, there are a lot of things that I love about this brand. I mean, my daughter literally jumped for joy when I told her I was taking this job. She was so excited. So I think working for a brand where my kids have never requested a specific piece of clothing more than they have with their Hannah's. So having a brand that's beloved in that way is really a gift. I think it's a really good feeling to work for a company that you believe in. As I mentioned, the safety and the quality and all of those things are so important to me as a mom. And I can say with confidence that we have the best product in the market. So it's really unbelievable to work for a company that you truly believe in. And it's also amazing to do marketing and brand work for a company that people already love. I don't have to convince people to love Hannah Anderson. I mean, when I tell people where I work, they always have a story about their first pair of Hannah's or their baby came home from the hospital in Hannah Anderson or their daughter's favorite bathing suit is from Hannah Anderson. So I think being able to do marketing for a brand that people already love is really incredible. And then, as you said, I mean, the team and the culture is so incredible here. The people who work for this brand truly love it. They truly believe in what we're doing and what we have to offer. And it's hard to be cranky or take yourself too seriously when you're selling beautiful kids' clothes with rainbows and kitty cats and unicorns on them. So I think it keeps us all in a really good headspace also. I love that. And I love that your daughter gets so excited with you being a part of that brand. And I'm sure that's a nice little like symbolic pat on the back for you because you have such a strong connection to the brand, which I guess connects to a much bigger point or question. I'm sure a lot of brand executives listening right now are interested in because they speak to parents and families. And, you know, I've had a few different brand leaders on the show that speak to this market. And I always make a point to talk about just what an interesting time it is to be a parent. You know, a lot of folks listening know I have a now five and a half year old. They've probably heard him in the background a few times. I know you're a parent yourself. And it's just like a very interesting dichotomy, I guess you could say. Like on one hand, we have access to so much information, all these tools and apps and resources, like everything is just like at our fingertips. But then on the same side of, different side of the same coin, I should say, there's almost like this hunger for simplicity, right? And I don't know if like it's the two things, they're correlated or they influence each other, but it just like in my day-to-day life, it's like, oh, I want this information. I want to feel connected digitally, but also I wish things were like a little bit easier, more authentic, I guess you could say, especially with the brands that I connect with and that I want to 
buy from. I'm not sure if that's something that other folks feel right now in this industry, in this world that we're living in. But I'm sure, you know, in your role, you have to be in tune with all of that, right? Like how parents are getting information, how they're not just learning about the brand, but learning about things like how clothes are made and how they can make the best decisions for their families. So, I mean, what are some of the notable call-outs for you? Because ultimately you're speaking to these people day in and day out, right? Like how is this audience changing? How are they behaving? And like, what are the big takeaways that you've seen over the past, I guess, even few months, right? Change is happening so rapidly. Sure. Yeah. I think this is a fantastic call out and it's definitely top of mind for us and for me specifically. I would say it's definitely a push-pull. So again, one of the things I really love about this brand is our heritage. And our founder wanted to bring this high-quality clothing she was used to in Sweden, which is where she was from, to the U.S. She felt like it was something she couldn't find here. She believed there was no bad weather, just bad clothes. She really wanted kids to get outside and explore and be kids. And that mentality has really continued for us, the desire to let kids be kids, to climb trees, to, to be outside no matter what the weather and to really provide them with clothes that encourage play. And to your point, the innocence that comes with childhood. And I say that's a push-pull because there are definitely times when that feels at odds with things like social media, for instance, which is a part of my purview and very important to us here at this brand. And I think with things like social media, it's not always a kind place, I think, for everyone but especially for moms and for parents. You know, it can be a really judgmental place. It can be really polarizing. You can get mixed information. And I think I know this from experience, but also from listening to friends and other parents and customers, it can be a really hard place, a really hard place to find your footing. So I think our goal, if we can be a resource, a trusted friend, this non-judgmental sliver on the internet for parents and caretakers, that's really what we're after. I think we definitely want to protect some of the innocence that comes with childhood. And we believe that kids should be outside. We believe in the simple pleasures and innocence of being a kid. And we really want that to come forth with the brand. And I think that we appeal to a parent who wants that for their kids too. So again, really kind of a push-pull. I think it's impossible to completely remove the influences, and we wouldn't want to, of things like social media or the internet. It's made our lives easier. It's made our lives better in a lot of ways. But I love the question because I think it's very important for us to protect that childhood innocence, and it's something that we really believe in as a brand too. Yeah, I agree 100%. So I guess to the end, I mean, how do these traits influence you in your work? And even from like a branding perspective, right? Like you mentioned the innocence of childhood, but also the reality that, you know, social media is a big part of our day-to-day lives. It's how we get information. It's how we connect with communities even, right? So how do you try to like bring what makes the Hannah Anderson brand so distinct and differentiated into all of these channels so you can kind of maintain that positivity, that innocence, that authenticity in everything that the brand touches, right? Because it's consistency, but it also kind of adds that like, uh, like that little bit of like fresh air. Like I know I have some brands that I follow. I'm just like, oh, like this is just like a nice space. So I guess like, how do you kind of go from that concept to actually executing upon that? And I guess beyond brand, like even like products, right? Like it all kind of ties together. Yes, it definitely does. And I think what's most interesting for us is we're really serving 
two customers. We serve the child, which is the person who is wearing our clothes. So when we're designing clothes, we're thinking about the child, but we're also serving the parent. And when we think about social media, for example, we're not talking to the child on social media. We have no desire to be a kids-focused brand when it comes to things like social or our website. We're talking to the parent, the person who's deciding to purchase. And so it's really fascinating to overlay those two things on top of each other and to make a brand that feels authentic and like we're standing for one thing, but to recognize that it's, again, a push-pull between what the parent might be looking for and what the kid is looking for. So when we think about social media, we never want to take ourselves too seriously. We want to be lighthearted, but we also want to show some of this expertise that we have garnered over 40 years of being in the market and making children's clothes. We want to be a safe place for parents to come. We want to highlight creator content that feels relevant and meaningful and useful and helpful to the parents. So that's really kind of what we do on social media. And then when it comes to our product, again, we're really thinking about what's going to be the item in the closet that the kid reaches for time and time again, that they're pulling out of the dirty laundry that they say, I have to wear this marshmallow sweater, or I have to wear this sunbeam bathing suit because it's the most comfortable. It doesn't ride up. It doesn't give them wedgies. It keeps them warm. It doesn't get in the way of them climbing and playing. And so I think those two things definitely aren't at odds, but what's really interesting about us as a brand, and it's an experience that I haven't had before in work, has been kind of targeting two different customers and having two customers that you're speaking to simultaneously. I always find that fascinating, right? Because even though their needs, how they think about the brand are very different, they're obviously very interconnected, right? So it's like, how do you tailor those approaches, tailor that messaging to the needs of parents versus kids and vice versa? But how do you find like, the traits in the middle that kind of appeal to both? And how do you create that common ground and drive that mutual excitement over the brand or a new product drop or a new like licensing partnership, right? Like there are so many opportunities there to find those connections and those connecting points from a marketing standpoint. But you did in, in your last response, you mentioned creator content. And obviously that's a very big part of the retail marketing and brand ecosystem right now. And I think this category in particular is so interesting because like we just mentioned, that dual audience is very present. And obviously Hannah Anderson has a great community of parents, celebs and non-celebs. So how do you kind of tap into those audiences to build that excitement, but also drive that brand love, get them to actively participate in these moments for the brand. So it's kind of like, again, more of a community versus Hannah Anderson, the brand, pushing new information and driving the narrative, so to speak. Yes. I think you nailed it. I mean, community is hugely important for us as a brand. It's important for every brand. But if you can get your community to speak on your behalf, it's always going to be more impactful than you saying it yourself as a brand. So we're really lucky to have had this kind of organic celebrity following who purchases our product on their own and genuinely loves Hannah. We've, we haven't paid for celebrity placements, but the holidays roll around and you see Blake Lively and Kim Kardashian and Michael Phelps and Lily Collins and to name a few wearing our 
pajamas and they've found our brand on their own and they keep coming back because they genuinely love us. And I think it's the same for them as it is with our non-celebrity customers or our non-celebrity community. They love the quality, they love the prints, the ease, the comfort of the pajamas and clothes that we offer. And so I think it comes back to the authenticity. Like the celebrities are genuinely loving our brand and there's authenticity there because they're coming back because they genuinely love it. And same thing with our community. So one of the top ways that people are finding out about us is via word of mouth. We know this because we did a lot of customer work when I joined and we had customer surveys and focus groups. And more than any paid channel, people are learning about Hannah Anderson through word of mouth. So we know how important community is and we're doing a lot of things to tap into that. So very exciting, but we are going to be rolling out a loyalty program, which I can't share much about yet, but we're going to be rolling out a loyalty program a little bit later this year. So lots of opportunities for people to further engage with the brand and get additional benefits from shopping with us. We have an ambassador program, which are real Hannah fans and customers who've loved us before we partnered with them as a way to way to connect with real parents. And they're posting about us on social and they're getting products ahead of time and writing ratings and reviews and, and telling their audiences about us. But community is by far and away the most important way that we have grown and will continue to grow this brand. That's super exciting. And I think there, there's such an opportunity there from a loyalty standpoint to really evolve it and think about it through the lens of all the different ways your customer base, whether it be parents or, or you know, the kids, do want to engage with the brand, you know, make it more experiential and like we just talked about, more community driven. And I wanted to ask you this question because I think again, your category, your audience really lends itself to to us kind of taking a step back and, you know, digging into the psychology of brand loyalty, the psychology of shopping even. And this is the whole idea that, and this is something I've been personally thinking about a lot more, that we cover all of these trends, right, as an industry. We're, we're talking about them right now, like as practitioners, as people who are inside the industry, right? And I think sometimes we get lost in like the business of it all and kind of lose touch or lose connection with how these things like community, like influence, sustainability, kind of connect to the outside world. Like how does this actually impact how the parent down the street is interacting with our products and feels the product and gifts the product even to someone they care about and someone they think will benefit from these products, right? I just think sometimes we're, we get so in the weeds, like we kind of lose that connection. So let's take a step outside, I guess, outside the, the four walls and kind of dig into what you think is really having the most significant impact on the consumer right now. Like, is it balancing the sustainability aspects with value? Is it creating a more positive space? Like where are parents' heads at right now? Like how is it influencing the way they browse and buy? And ultimately, how is it impacting you, your work, and how you think about the way you communicate with the consumer today? Gosh, there are so many. I think between social media and Google and online parenting groups, there's so much information at parents and caretakers' fingertips, and I think that that can be really daunting and it can be overwhelming. But overall, I would say I think it's a real benefit and a change in the way that people are able to shop and learn and ingest information and make decisions. Transparency 
has become a bit of a buzzword, as you mentioned, but it's hugely important to shoppers and I think especially parents. And I think transparency really benefits a brand like ours that has nothing to hide when it comes to quality, when it comes to our commitment to the environment, when it comes to supporting parents and kids for the duration of childhood. So I think just the amount of information that people have at their fingertips, the ease that it is to find what a brand stands for, what an influencer stands for, that transparency, I think, again, is a bit of a buzzword, but I think that it's very important just in terms of the way people have transitioned their shopping habits and consideration of brands and all of that. Yeah. And I think transparency can encompass many things and especially so this idea of transparency into how the brand operates. How do they develop products? How do they ensure quality and maintain trust as a business. I mean, I know there's one research survey, I think it's 5WPR, that always digs into this idea of brand trust and what industries are struggling and why. And I know trust is always tied to product and in particular sustainability efforts. And I know that's a big focus for Hannah Anderson. And it's tied to the idea of of quality of the product, which you mentioned earlier. And I do want to make a point to dig into this topic because from a marketing and communication standpoint, I feel like there's always that idea of, okay, this can come up as very fluffy and, you know, kind of surface level. But then if you get a little too deep, it could be a very technical conversation, a little too scientific. And I'm curious, like, how you think about that, how you balance that, maybe even close the gap when you're communicating with your consumers. Because you mentioned earlier, like, there is so much research out there around the products that go into making apparel, and it is a concern for parents today. So how do you connect all of those dots? Because I could imagine it's not it's not easy. Yeah, well... I think when it comes to sustainability specifically, it's really a part of our DNA at Han Anderson, which we're so fortunate for. Our founder was sourcing sustainable, organic products back when brands weren't even talking about this. So we really, again, are kind of the original sustainable, organic kids brand. So again, part of our DNA. But I think when we talk about sustainability, what we talk about the most is our quality and how that ties back to the environment and the generation that we're serving kids. And because our clothes are designed to last two times longer than other kids' clothes, they're just more durable, they're higher quality, we put them through rigorous wash tests, they can be passed down to siblings or they can be resold, which means less clothes in landfills. So I think that that is easy for consumers to understand. And I think you're absolutely right. Sustainability and messaging around sustainability can be very squishy. And you have even fast fashion brands that are talking about sustainability and their commitment to the environment. And it feels counterintuitive because really the biggest risk that retailers typically provide is that they're overproducing and things are ending up in landfills. And I think we've really been able to talk about that in a way that feels tangible and meaningful to customers. When we say we have higher quality clothes, your toddler will not wear our pants for two times and get holes in them and you'll have to throw them away. You'll be able to keep them until they grow out of the size and you'll pass it down to their sibling and their sibling after. 
or to the next generation after really. So I think that we've really been able to speak about it in more tangible terms and move away from kind of the high level squishy terminology that some other brands use when they talk about sustainability. Yeah. And I think you called out something really important, Callie, than that you have to contextualize it like on the audience's terms, like being able to say because of the quality of the product and how we've we've designed everything, it gives you that longer life, that more time to love the product, right? Especially because these are items that your kids are going to want to wear over and over again. I know my son has like a few key things that he'll just wear all the time. So knowing that the quality can back it up and set you up for success, I guess, in a way is, is meaningful. And oh, by the way, that leads to a lot of other benefits that go beyond the four walls of your household. So it it just kind of rings the point a little bit closer to home, I guess, and kind of allows people to be like, oh, well, this kind of connects to something bigger, which I know a lot of consumers are thinking about right now. Exactly right. And I think that it's, again, for us, our key differentiator and what we care about the most is this unwavering commitment that we have to quality. And that's something that parents have come to trust in us because it hasn't changed over time. That's always been something that they've looked to us for. And so it's an easy kind of transition from, okay, these are the top quality products. They have been, they have always been. We have people writing into us to show their grandchild wearing the same outfit that their son wore when they were a baby. And so it's really easy to draw the line and the connection between that durability and that quality that is untouched in the kid's space and sustainability and how that impacts the environment and future generations for sure. Yeah, no, that's great. And before joining Hannah Anderson, you've held some pretty great roles at great brands like David's Bridal and Anthropology Group, largely in marketing and communications roles. And I, and I think, you know, our conversation today kind of alludes to, I think, this question and starts to answer it in a way. But this idea that marketing, communications, and brand kind of intersect together and and need to connect to the mission, the values, the identity of a brand and what it's all about. So I think in some ways we've kind of answered this question already, but I'm curious how your experiences in retail and all these different roles have taught you about the rules or or playbook, so to speak, of effective communication for a brand, because there are so many different levers to pull and, you know, between marketing, comms and brand, like there are some nuances there, but I mean, how did all these disciplines kind of intersect, work together and ultimately support the customer. And what have you learned over your journey thus far? Yeah, I started in PR and comms. That's my background. And I actually think that it's a really wonderful entry to marketing. So the reason I think that is because you have to be a solid communicator. You have to understand the customer. You have to understand the audience and you have to be able to tell them what you want them to know. And that's what PR and comms taught me. And I think that it was a really good entry into marketing. I think, you know, it's interesting. There are definitely similarities between kind of my roles and some of the remits. But I think whenever I am thinking about taking on a new role or a new challenge, I always am looking for something different. 
how will this teach me something new? How will this expose me to something I haven't done before? And like at David's Bridal, we didn't have an awareness issue at all. We had a consideration issue. And when I joined that brand, one in three brides was wearing a David's Bridal dress to get married. Like that's huge market share. But people didn't think of it as a place that they wanted to shop. And I loved being a part of the group who convinced editors and celebrities and influencers that it was like a smart and savvy decision to get your wedding dress at David's Bridal. It was fascinating to me. And I love that challenge. And then kind of you compare that to what our remit is at Hannah on the brand marketing team. We have this beloved brand. I mean, when I tell people that I work here, they always have a story about they're tied to the brand, but we have very low awareness. So it's a completely different challenge to think about growing awareness versus growing consideration. So yeah, I think that even though there are kind of threads of similarities between these roles and people say marketing is marketing or comms is comms. I think that it's really interesting to look at the different challenges that can come in the different roles. And that's been really fun to do. That's great. So, I mean, to that end, how are you thinking about these different requirements, realities, I guess, of your role, considering everything that we spoke about today, right? I mean, it's new consumer expectations and behaviors. It's driving home the value propositions and differentiators of the brand. It's incorporating new product launches and partnerships. There are so many different things that, uh, for any brand. So, I mean, what are some of the big goals for you, for Hannah Anderson this year? And what do you hope to even see for the brand over this time? Because, I mean, we're recording this end of August, it's launching in September, we're getting into holiday time. I mean, anything key there that you want to call out and share as far as your aspirations for the business? Well, I don't know that this is a realistic goal for the next year, but really my goal is for Hannah Anderson to become a household name. Like I want parents to love our brand so much that they tell everyone they know about Hannah Anderson. And I think that that's a realistic goal because of what this brand has to offer. And so that's the ultimate goal for sure. And what our team is working on just in terms of more tangibly what we want to accomplish, I think continuing the amazing work that this team has done for the past 40 years, I think our goal is to not make any huge swings or changes to what the team has done, but to continue to bring the highest quality, the most ethically made kids clothes to customers And our job as marketers is to just talk about that and to share it and to let customers know that that's what we do. And so it's a really fun challenge. In terms of holiday and what we have planned, we do have some really exciting kind of experiential things planned in New York where people can come and touch and see and feel our product in person. We've got some really exciting media opportunities. So video coming up. So some really exciting ways to get in front of the customer in new ways. So really excited for that to come. And we really just want to, like I said, continue to bring the great work that this team has done for 40 years so that our customer can continue to love and pass down our clothes to the next generation to come. Awesome. Well, Callie, it has been so fascinating to get the inside scoop, so to speak, on the work that you're doing, what's driving Hannah Anderson, and how your team is thinking about all of the new trends and new realities of modern families and you know, the way parents find information, the way they shop, and the way they determine which brands they want to engage with. Thank you again so much for taking the time out. It's always fun to dig into these topics with folks that are doing the work every day. Thank you, Alicia. I loved being part of it. And 
and to all of you, we would love to hear your thoughts on some of these topics and trends. We would love to keep the conversation going with Callie. So drop us a line on social media. We are on LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints. We're on Twitter or X now at our Touchpoints. We'll be sure to keep the Hannah Anderson brand and Callie tagged there. So if you do have any follow-up questions, we can keep the conversation going. And of course, we would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode or even the series as a whole. Leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, frankly, anywhere else. We're probably there too. And while you're leaving us a fabulous review, be sure to subscribe to the show. As you may know already, we're speaking with executives and practitioners like Kelly every week to dig into what's trending and what's next in retail. So be sure to subscribe so you can get the latest and greatest delivered right to your device. Thanks again to you, Callie, for the great conversation. And thanks to everyone out there listening. We will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.